They seek him here, they seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. motion picture Red Shoes as Baroness Orxy's immortal character, the Scarlet Pimpernel. suddenly for my liking. One day there was great conflict between England and the revolutionary government of France, and the next everything was serene and peaceful. But the calm was an uneasy calm. Tony Dewhurst and I sensed a powerful undercurrent that somehow failed to touch other revelers at a party given in London by the Prince of Wales. Well, what do you make of it, Blakeney? I don't know, Tony. I don't like it, though. Our French friends from across the channel seem to be attending in great numbers. A lot of official trickle insignias about. Yes. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see Citizen Chauvelin himself at this point. Well, speak of the devil. There he is now. Who? Where? Just about to be announced, my dear fellow. Citizen Chauvelin of the French Committee of Public Safety. Chauvelin. You were right. Oh, but what does it mean? It would seem to mean that an official hand is being extended in friendship. We know better than that. Chauvelin hates us. If he had his way, France would declare war on England tomorrow. Wouldn't think so to look at him, would you? Look at him smile and shake hands with the prince. Yes, he... Look, there's going to be some sort of an announcement. My dear friends, I know you have been curious about the guest of honor. <laughs> Tonight we have a most pleasant surprise. Oh, really? No. It is no secret to any of us that of recent years there has been great friction between our empire and the new Republic of France. <laughs> Tonight that friction is at an end. <laughs> I have asked Monsieur 
Well, or rather, a citizen, Chauvelin of France, uh, to tell you of the new and wonderful development between our two nations and uh, to introduce the guest of honor. Uh, bravo! Hey, what location study? We'll soon find out. Yay, my lords and ladies! Citizen Chauvelin! <clears throat> Citizens of England. Your French comrades salute you. In France, we have a new government, a republic. No longer shall we view each other with suspicion across that small body of water that separates our countries. And so, it is my privilege to introduce to this court the new ambassador from the French Republic, citizen Raymond Dulac. Citizen Raymond Dulac, ambassador from France. Tony and I stared at each other, and the doubt in my mind was reflected in his eyes. The members of the court surged forward to greet the new ambassador. It gave us an opportunity to slip out into the gardens. Raymond Dulac, he's never been an enemy of England. He's actually a man we can trust. He's opposed the more radical factions of France every in every Yes, term. yes, including Chauvelin. What do you mean? Chauvelin is powerful enough to hand-pick the ambassador from his country, Tony. Yes. Why would he select his own enemy? If Dulac hadn't been so popular with the more conservative French revolutionists... Chauvelin would have sent him to the guillotine long ago. He hates Dulac. Well, then what's his purpose in sending him here? I don't know. But I doubt if it means the peace we hope it means. There's somebody coming down the path. It's Chauvelin. Would we better... No, no, no. Stay. Chico? Is that you, Citizen Chico? Oh! <laughs> Monsieur Chavelon. Who? Oh. I just felt the need of some air, uh, a walk, a walk through the garden. Well, at least you won't be seeking that um, fictitious Scarlet Pimpernel fellow you're always talking about. <laughs> now that our countries are going to be friends, you can uh, rest on your laurels, sir. You are perfectly right, Sir Percy. But we will discuss it another time, shall we? You will pardon me if I continue my walk. You know, Tony, we really should greet the new ambassador. Wouldn't do to be rude, you know. Might have known the ladies wouldn't come. Good heavens, Blakeney, she can't. <laughs> Beginning to remember, are you? Well, that's the men the French whisper about, the one they call the assassin. That's right, Tony. You know his reputation? Well, only that each time Chauvelin or other members of the tribunal have wanted to get rid of an enemy too popular or powerful to be sentenced to the guillotine... The mysterious citizen Chicon has carried out the sentence as an unofficial executioner by assassination and murder. In a moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel.
Marius Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Swiftly, we slipped back into the ballroom of the palace, and I saw Tony start his casual round of the members of the League. I was proud of him. Not a flicker of expression from any of them as he passed the word. I made my way through the crowd, searching sharply for the face of Ambassador Dulac, until I was stopped suddenly by a hand on my arm. My, but you're in a devilish hurry, Blakeney. It was the Prince of Wales. I've spent a half hour building up your reputation as a wit, and nobody's been able to find you. I'm afraid my wit's only half what a wit is supposed to be, Your Royal Highness. <laughs> <laughs> you see, madame. And the gentleman is, as you say, a man with the ready word. Now, love me, Blakeney. In a moment, you'll be asking the court physician for a potion to alleviate ice strain. <laughs> Uh, your pardon, sir, but the lady is uh, so charming. Gallantly said. And she'll be a welcome addition to all our court functions. Uh, this is Madame René Dulac. Madame Dulac. My husband is the new ambassador to your country, monsieur. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, well, now I have a double reason for offering my congratulations. For his post and uh, his wife. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I'll, I'll go and find him. Ambassador Dulac is in the library with the Lord Chancellor and will probably be there for the rest of the evening. You dance very well after all, monsieur. Even though your mind seems to be elsewhere, a woman does not find that flattery. Oh, <laughs> your pardon, madame. Um, Perhaps you may do me a service, monsieur, in which case I will forgive you. I'd be delighted. You uh, are acquainted with Citizen Chauvelin? Uh, yes. He has uh, suggested that my husband and I find a place in the country somewhere near London. He said that uh, many English gentlemen have estates that might be rented. Unfortunately, Citizen Chauvelin returns to Paris tomorrow, and I'm afraid such arrangements are left to me. Do you know of a place, monsieur? A place to rent? I wouldn't think of it, madame. There is room at my estate. You and your husband must be my guests. Oh, monsieur Blakeney, you are most kind. I wasn't being kind. It had struck me suddenly. The assassin would strike after Chauvelin returned to Paris, not tonight. And when he did strike, it would be with an Englishman singled out to be accused of the murder of Dulac. I had volunteered more than my estate, because in volunteering it, I had also made myself the logical choice to be accused of the murder and precipitate my country into war with France. In a moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel.
Now, Marius Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. I moved the ambassador and Madame Dulac into my country home and waited for the assassin to strike. For nerve-wracking days and nights, Tony and I kept watch on the grounds, on the tavern in the village, looking for a strange face, a French accent. There was nothing. Monsieur Blakeney, or should I address you as the Scarlet Pimpernel? I'm certain I don't know what the devil you're talking about, monsieur. (laughs) Nor do I know how you got into my house. Oh, that was comparatively simple. Your servants are accustomed to taking wine in the evening, and your friends in the scullery also indulge a small sleeping portion. Oh, I say, if you've come to rob the house, do please take what you want and get out. Oh, come, Monsieur Blakeney, you needn't act for me. I have been over this study very carefully. In the upper right-hand drawer of your desk, in a small box to the rear, is a ring with the Scarlet Pimpernel insignia. I would not make any sudden move, monsieur. My finger on the trigger of this pistol can also be quite sudden. Yes, I'm certain it could be Citizen Chicon. Ah, you know my name? From a dozen assassinations. Walk to the desk. Now, be seated, monsieur. What do you want? A letter of recommendation to Citizen Chauvelin? No, monsieur. Something more tender. A love letter from you to Madame Dulac. Pick up the pen, monsieur, and write as I dictate. Now, you must sign the letter, monsieur. Just the first name will do. Do not hesitate, monsieur. There is no help at hand. If you look behind you, you'll see. There is nobody behind me, monsieur. You hear that, Tony? Yes, I heard. What? Jump him! Oh, nice work, Blakeney. I heard you raise your voice just as I started up the stairs. Thought I heard you come in. What was that other noise in here? I opened and shut the desk drawers a couple of times to cover your footsteps on the stairs. Better pick up that pistol. Yes. No, monsieur. Don't pick it up. It will make a perfect twin for the one I am holding. It was René Dulac, standing in the doorway like something out of a dream. But the moonstone eyes had grown hot and smoky with the light of fanaticism. You complimented me on the graceful way I move, Monsieur Blakeney. Thanks to that grace, I do not need any sounds to cover my approach. Oh, Madame Dulac, you don't understand this man. Don't bother, Tony. She understands perfectly, don't you, madame? You think a woman like me marries an old fool like Dulac without purpose? Come, monsieur. We must awaken my husband, and when we do, I shall kill him. Then you may have the gun, monsieur Blakeney, and the credit. Uh, uh, Your friend Chicon is regaining uh, uh, consciousness, madame. You'll need his services, won't you? To take my letter to Chauvelin, so that it may be published to the world and used as a white paper for war. Exactly right, Monsieur Blakeney. Help him up. Uh, I can get up by myself. Not at all, old friend. Let me help you. I moved towards him, but he wasn't my objective. 
The pistol he held was still on the floor a few inches from his hand. But he sensed what I was going to do, and as I reached for the pistol, our hands gripped it at the same instant. No, no! Let go! Fire for me! Kill him! Look out, Blakeney! I saw Tony leap towards her, and at the same moment I saw a flash, and something hot ripped across my head. I staggered to my feet for a moment, but everything swirled into a red haze and disappeared. When I recovered, Tony was bathing my head with cold water. Come on, Blakeney. Come on. Oh, what what, what happened? That's a head wound. She hit you, but uh, not too bad. Not the way she got hit. She got hit? How? Uh, Chico. He was trying to hit me, but his aim was bad. He hit Rene. How badly? Uh, she's over there. She's dead. Dead? Chico bolted to the stairs. I imagine Kent and Harding have him pinned down there. Now, they must have heard us. No, they've been drugged. So was Dulac and the servants. Chico is getting away with that letter. Ah, good evening, my lord. A bad night out there, sir. It is indeed a bad night. I'm looking for another traveller who might have come this way, oh, less than an hour ago. Only one I've seen is a Frenchman, my lord. Where is he? Oh, a nervous one he is. Keeps going out in the storm. He's out there now on the bulkhead out back. Sea could wash him right off. Thank you. You ain't going out there too, are you, my lord? Only for a moment. Killed a woman tonight, Chico. I'm taking you back to London. No, monsieur. I am taking you with me. He clawed wildly at my throat, and we grappled just as a wave struck. We tumbled over the railing and into the sea. I felt the icy water pound against the wound in my head, and I gasped for breath as the water choked me. Chico lost his grip on me. I reached out for him in the blackness. My hand closed on something that felt like a giant web. And for the second time that evening, I lost consciousness. Come on, my lord, come on. Take some of this hot fish chowder. Oh, oh. I'm all right. Oh, oh. I saw you fall, my lord, and I called my man. Lucky he'd hung his nets out back there. Your hand got caught and twisted in one, and they was able to pull you up. I'm afraid there ain't much hope for the Frenchman, though. They're still looking at back there, but he's drowned for sure. In a moment, Marius Goring returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel.
Marius Goring as the Scarlet Pimpernel. Letter from England, citizen Chauvelin. Ah, yes. Give it to me. Hmm. How I have waited for this. This is not the writing of Chicot. It... Sacre bleu! What is it, citizen? What? What does it say? None of your business! Out of here! <laughs> they seek him here. They seek him there. They seek their assassin everywhere. Is Chico in heaven or is he in hell? Dispatched by the hand of the Pimpernel. Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring, with music composed and conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Todd.